We also uh, looked at Psalm 25 for a Lord's Supper. Um, I would like to turn to Psalm 25 once more. And we're going to focus this time on, especially on verses 4 and 5. I will touch on numerous verses in this passage. As I mentioned um, previous time reading Psalm 25, this is a psalm that tells us, shows to us how to live in covenant with God. Psalm 25, Psalm of David, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me. For the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right, and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. And for your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble, and forgive all my sins." Consider how many are my foes, and with what violent hatred they hate me. O guard my soul and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. As far the reading of God's word. Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, God has made his covenant with us. His covenant is between believers and their children. And God's covenant is a relationship of fellowship and love between God and his people. But at times we might wonder, what does it look like to live in covenant with God? How do I do it? What should a relationship with God look like, anyways? Well, to answer these questions, a good place to turn is Psalm 25. It shows us what living in covenant with God is supposed to look like in our lives. Now, when we looked at this some time ago, the first thing I highlighted, the first theme, was this. To properly live in relationship with God, we must rely on God's covenant grace. 
As you, as you read through this psalm, you can see that three times uh, David asked the Lord for forgiveness, right? He knows the holiness of the Lord. He's deeply aware of his own sin. And he, he knows this relationship with God can only happen if God is merciful to him. So he asks for forgiveness. He relies on God's grace through Jesus Christ. But there's another theme here. To properly live in relationship with God, we must also ask God to lead us in His ways. You can hear this theme, for example, in verses 4 and 5. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your past. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. Now, why do we ask God to lead us in His ways? That is, to lead us in a life of holiness and obedience? Well, we could think of several things, but this morning I'm going to mention two. The first thing is that God Himself, He calls us to walk in His ways, also in light of our salvation. We can see this, for example, in God's dealings with Abraham, right? Abraham was graciously declared righteous by God in Genesis 15. He, too, relied on God's mercy and grace. But then in Genesis 17, God said to Abraham, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. Walk before me and be blameless. This was an obligation in the covenant, something Abraham had to do. And the same is still true for us today. What does God say to us in the New Testament? Be holy, for I am holy. Similar to what he said to Abraham, right? Walk before me and be blameless. Be holy as I am holy. God, who saved us by His grace, commands us to walk in holiness. So that's the first reason why we ask God to lead us in His ways. The second reason we ask God to lead us in His ways is this. Those who have received God's grace are not content to remain in their sin. Yes, God establishes His covenant with people who are sinners. And yes, God adopts us to be His children when we are sinners. But that doesn't mean God's children want to remain living in sin. Actually, it's the opposite. In fact, those who refuse to turn from sin, those who refuse to walk in God's ways, they receive the curses of the covenant. They're showing their hearts have not been changed by God's grace. And so we ask God to lead us in His ways. Those who have been transformed by God and by His Spirit want to serve God, and that's true even if our service is imperfect in this life. That's true even if much weakness still clings to us in this life. God's children are careful to walk the narrow path God calls them to walk, and not on the broad road that leads to destruction. 
Now, living a new life is part of the obligation of the covenant, but that does not mean that walking before God and living a blameless life is all up to us. Or that it's done by our own strength. No. At this point, too, in every point in God's covenant, we rely on the Lord. Right? If God calls us to live holy lives, we can expect, we can be sure that He will also uh, give this to us as well when we look to Him. He will give us what we need to grow in holiness. And you can see this sort of thing in Psalm 25. Notice what David does here. He acknowledges that God Himself must lead David in, his, in God's ways. Verse 4, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Verse 5, Lead me in your truth and teach me. Verse 8, Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, He instructs sinners in His way. Verse 9, he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his ways. Verse 12, who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. Verse 14, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. David knows if it's all up to him, he's going to fail. He's going to fail. If he doesn't receive the, the help of the Spirit of God, he's going to fail. But with God's power, with God's Spirit, he can grow in this, and so can we. And we grow, especially as we keep our eyes fixed on our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about Christ for a moment. He was true man. So as true man, he was born under the law. He was obligated to walk blamelessly before the Lord. And that's what he did perfectly. Where we so often fail, Christ did not. And Hebrews 10 says about Christ when Christ came into the world, he said, Behold, I've come to do your will, O God. He always walked in the paths of the Lord did the will of God. And Hebrews 10 says, by that will, by Christ walking in the path of righteousness all the time, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. His perfectly blameless life allows Him to be the sacrifice on display for us this morning in the Lord's Supper. The sacrifice that washes away all our sins. And Christ's sacrifice on our behalf ensures that God also hears our prayers. So when you ask the Lord in prayer, lead me in your ways, O Lord. Lead me in obedience. Lead me in holiness. You can be sure God will hear you. It doesn't mean you become perfect in this life. No one does. We can grow. You know, as we struggle with our weaknesses, maybe we think, you know, there's, there's no hope of changing me. That's not true. 
Yes, we never become perfect, but we can make progress. Understand the power and grace of God, and so that can look like this in this life. Father, you have called me to honor my parents. Give me what I need to do that more and more. And you can trust that God will help you grow in this. Father, you have called me to cut out uh, lustful desires and sexual morality. Help me to do this more and more. You can trust He'll give you what you need to grow and grow in this, even if you stumble at times. Father, you call me to avoid lying, to speak the truth. Empower me to speak the truth, O Lord. You can trust He will help give you what you need to grow in this. That's God's faithfulness in the covenant as well. He's promised to sanctify us by His Spirit. And that's what the supper this morning is also teaching us. It's assuring us that Christ will give us new life, that He will live in us, and He will change us to be like Him. Also so that we might walk in God's ways more and more. He will do this by the power of the Spirit who lives both in Christ and in us. That's also one of the messages of the Lord's Supper this morning. So as we celebrate, let's do so in thankfulness. Let's also ask God to lead us in His ways. And let us also trust that He will give us the strength to do this more and more. Amen. Let us now respond to the preaching of God's Word by singing together Psalm 25, stanzas 2 and 4.